Thomas. Not much, man. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, it's great to be here. I love being in your company. And it's on the record, so I can't take it back. No, oh, well, you could. We'll redact it. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> redacted, redacted. <laughs> well, we're here today for another one of the uh, Forced In Features uh, episodes. Yes, and we are talking about one of the most iconic horror musicals, sci-fi musicals that ever existed. Yeah, I would say. Um, it's, it, it definitely leads to uh, a question at the end of that. What exactly is It's this? kitschy, it's campy, <laughs> it's Rocky Horror. It's Rocky Horror Show, yes. <laughs> I, I, I assume the picture show is the movie, so the Rocky Horror Yeah, so we're, show. it's a Rocky Horror Show. That's how oh. people know the difference. Mm. They know they're getting what they're paying for. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this Rocky Horror Show, man. Well, this is another one of those shows that I feel like doesn't need much of an introduction because you'd be pretty crazy not to know uh, Rocky Horror. These yeah, days. wouldn't that be crazy, huh? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Kevin's giving me a hard time because uh, we were talking about it before, and I did not prepare for this podcast as well as I should have because he went, "Have you seen it?" And I went, "Once." <laughs> <laughs> But that's part of his charm. That's why I like talking. Well, everyone knows what it is. It doesn't mean you have to know what it is. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, The Rocky Horror Show is a musical with um, music and lyrics and a book by Richard O'Brien. It's a humorous tribute to the science fiction and horror B-movies of the 1930s to the 1960s. The musical tells the story of a newly engaged couple caught in a storm and coming to the home of a mad transvestite scientist, Dr. Frankenfurter, unveiling his new creation, Rocky, a sort of Franken-style monster in the form of an artificially made, full-grown, physically perfect muscle man, complete with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving tension. That was quite a sentence, Kevin. That was <laughs> excellent. That was a full set. That's why Thomas may have only seen this one. <laughs> we're getting but, we're getting to the to the bottom of it. It's but it is it is one of my favorite like kitschy campy musicals. It's one of my favorite things to do around the spoopy season is to see shadow cast versions of it. But this is not a shadow cast version. This is the fully blown musical version. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been in the area a couple times throughout the past couple years. It's one of those things that a lot of people do during the Halloween season just to kind of celebrate the spookiness and eeriness of it. Um, it's got a lot of sci-fi in it. And it's kind of creepy, and um, I think it's kind of withstood, you know, long time. Um, this show in particular has very long runs that just consistently keep going in certain cities, like, year-round all the time. All the time. All the time. And um, before we get too far into this... Uh, this episode, I feel it must be said that the show is rated R for strong sexual themes and language. Well, I guess I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> and it's and it's not even the show necessarily. Well, it is a show, but the audience callbacks can get kind of crazy. Yeah, that's the thing that mostly is the biggest problem. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought it up. Uh, one of the fun things that we're doing here for this version is that we're supporting and encouraging all of the audience callbacks that you get with a lot of this show. Um, we have the cast here. We're going to talk a little bit more about that stuff here in just a, a minute. But from what I understand, the catalog for that is extensive and is just collected over time. 
I think something that's cool is the forest is offering at least the basics mm-hmm. in a in a pamphlet to kind of get you started to at least feel part of it, right? And to get you virgin kids. <laughs> for, for those of you who have never experienced Rocky before, you are a virgin, but you won't be after the show's over. That's right. The virgin kid. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what they're calling it. <laughs> it's going to have like a roll of toilet paper and other things in it, I think. Yeah, so. you'll, get, you'll, get, you'll get props and toys and things to say. It's gonna be quite the time sure <laughs> uh how about we uh bring the uh cast in and uh introduce themselves exactly my name is blaine Razach and uh i play frankenfurter my name is addison fowler and i play janet my name is Britt simmer my pronouns are they them i'm the narrator my name is sam oswald i play brad majors Thanks so much for being here and hanging out with us. I'm really excited about this episode because I am really excited about <laughs> Rocky Horror. Um, how, first of all, have any of you performed the live version of this show before? Not with an uh, interactive audience, but yes. Mm-hmm. Have you? I've not. Before? I've never done the stage version before. Damn, we got a bunch of stage version virgins yeah, here. Yeah, virgins. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm something that's really fun about Rocky Horror is the audience participation. How have you guys <laughs> prepared for that, if yeah. at all? Yeah. How have you rehearsed with it, or how's that worked so far? Well, Aaron's really good at shouting stuff out, uh, <laughs> but yes. Ma- Michael has tried. Kind of slack sometimes. He just kind of lets things go after a while. Yeah, by Act Two, it's yeah, by Act Two usually just stops. Lisa tries to chime in a couple of times, which is nice. But no, Aaron's been a real help from behind the piano most nights. Okay. Um, but now that the whole the whole band is together, uh, that's going to be less often. So I hope they step up, and we know what's going on. I have been um, like Aaron and Michael have been yelling things at us. Um, but I've also been like watching videos of like on YouTube or TikTok of the audience participation moments, like when they throw the toilet paper and um, stuff like that to kind of prepare myself so that I'm not uh, caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> there, and one of the, the funnest things about this show is you never know what's going to come out of somebody's mouth. When we did it at the UW a couple of years ago, every night someone had something unique and interesting oh, I'm sure. to say about something. And it was great fun. Um, do you have any favorite callbacks that you've heard so far or anything you're excited about? to be called or said to you during the show? Yeah, I'm particularly excited to be called and... Can you swear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm particularly excited to be called an asshole very frequently. Actually, I, I had a coworker who purchased some tickets yesterday uh, and then I walked into work this morning and the first thing that my boss said was, asshole! <laughs> I was like, oh shit, what do I do now? <laughs> but he was referring to... My characters. That was, that was fun. No, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of cool cool callouts that you see regionally in my research. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like when uh, people say to Riff Raff right before his first line, which is "Hello," uh, people say, "What's your favorite Lionel Richie song?" Because <laughs> it's tame. It's nice and mellow. You know, it's not too risque. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So there's a lot of callbacks that like, they have a suggested list that I think that every audience member is getting, but there's a catalog that's much deeper mm-hmm. than this, I'm assuming. Huge. Right. Oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. people just pull stuff out of their butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's, no, it's really very fitting for the show now, isn't it? Just, yeah. right. You like can't deliver anything fast. No, it's uh-huh. gotta be so. Wait till Philip Jindra, shout out to uh-huh. Philip Jindra. He... Oh, he, he was here the other day he knows, during Act 1. Like, He's been doing the a lot. Back and forth. He was here He's last night. He, he did quite a few of them. It was very good fun. Um, my favorite callback is, I haven't, in my research, I've heard this, but Michael or Aaron hasn't said it yet. Um, it's when I say, um, there's a line where I'm like, but my lips were hungry. Uh, and then the audience says, which lips? Uh, and I hope that somebody says that. <laughs> well, I'm here on the 21st. Perfect. <laughs> all day. All You'll day. know who it is. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a blast. So I think something that's fun about this show is that it's kind of a show and a celebration for the people who are unique and kind of strange to the average person. How's it been working on a show like this? Because I feel like, you know, I kind of mentioned this to Britt earlier before we started the podcast, trying to do a show like this would make me very uncomfortable. Only because I feel so vulnerable in my own person. You know, how has that been working with the cast and how has that been, especially for you, Blaine, as Frankenfurter, because that's... Right, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, it's it's really hard to live up to this character's, like, legacy. Um, Because, I mean... Tim Curry popularized the show and with Richard O'Brien and everything like that. So it's really hard to do that. But no, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, the costume wise, I'm open with everything. It's not that big of a deal. Um, What I just want to make sure is that everybody in the cast, like if I interact with them, that they're comfortable with everything. Um, So it's always a conversation beforehand of, hey, can we try something like this? If you're okay with it, if you're not, you know, it's not like, been pretty easy for me. I don't mind opening up and showing myself off, I guess. I've done that plenty of times here. <laughs> We've seen a lot of playing chess. We've seen a lot of playing chess, but we're really going to see a lot of playing this time. Right? No, no you time. saw more of me in, in Vanya and Sonia than this show. Do you? I suppose. I was, I was in my underwear yeah. for over 10 minutes on that stage just standing there. I suppose, now that I think about it. Yeah, like, I've shown more of myself off than this costume. Well, this so. is a walk in the park then for you, Blaine. No, heels are a trouble to walk in. But... <laughs> Please tell us about the heels. We need to know about the he- the heel work. <laughs> Start early if you're going to do the show. If you get get this get the shoes early, uh, because your feet are going to be sore, you need to understand. Like, it's a pain in the ass. Don't be afraid to take pain relievers. <laughs> At least a half hour beforehand. <laughs> oh man. And um kind of going off of what Blaine just said, like for anyone who wants to chime in, the movie is so iconic and it's got some really iconic performances in it. And you obviously want to pay homage to that, but then there's also the I don't know, at least my instincts as an actor, this inherent need to make something your own. Yeah. How do you marry those two thoughts together in a project like this? Um, I was talking to Sam when we first started about our characters um, and how I said I was kind of like struggling to figure out how to um, 
uh, find my Janet. Um, and he said that like when you are playing a character, it's like it's a lot of you. Um, so I feel like I'm uh, incorporating that a lot in my Janet. Like I'm very giggly and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so I've been doing a lot of that, but I've also been um, thinking about like Susan Sarandon's performance um, and the other Janets I've seen. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll be honest, for myself in shows, I kind of stop consuming all media about that show when I'm in it. Um, like, I'll watch it, like the movie, like, around audition time, and I try to keep that in mind, but I look for a lot of my inspiration as a character from, like, other media that's not the specific show, um... Whether that be because of, like, how my costume makes me feel, like, in Carrie. I was like, I have this outfit that reminds me of that guy from Schitt's Creek, David. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's Ew, a good character David. for this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I try to, and, like, uh, Katie Jo, last night, our choreographer, Katie, Katie Jo Shimalonis, she was like, I really need just a little more Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I try to find, because, like, yeah, right? I'm the same way in that I feel like I insert a lot of myself in my characters, and then I really stress out, like, oh, this is just me, (laughs) you know? This is just myself on stage, so everyone's going to be like, oh, they are the same in every character. Uh, You know, and then you just kind of have to tell yourself that that's part of acting, I guess. (laughs) Part Mm -hmm. of it. I love (laughs) to take in as much information or sound as possible so i will i I will listen to as many sources as possible whether they're related to the project or not i'm constantly listening to stuff mostly music and that's what informs the musicality that i bring to any specific character which ultimately ends up being just myself (laughs) because i'm taking in as much as i can but extemporaneously pulling it out of myself so I find that my Brad or you know any other character I played in the past, it's always got a starting point of like, okay, this is what the subtext of the, of the, of the music or the words inform me. But ultimately, like if I'm mad in, in a in a particular word or phrase, it's really just Sam mad. It ultimately ends up just being myself. But there is always inspiration. There is always something being pulled from somewhere. It's hard to pinpoint by the end of the product. But yeah, that's what informs me. I really tried to make my version of Frank like 100% original. And I like just stood in the mirror for like 30 minutes straight, like trying to come up with the voice, the movements and everything like that. Ultimately, I had to, I, like, during the rehearsal process, I just slipped right into kind of like a Tim Curry impression in, in the voice, but every movement is mine. Like, there is no movement on that stage that isn't coming from me or from a source. Like, I'm like you, Brett. I shut, I, I don't touch anything that's related to the show unless I, like, have to listen to, like, the music just to get used to it or something like that. But, like, when I did Barefoot in the Park last year, I never watched the movie. I never looked up any other interpretation because I, I never want to copy somebody if I can help it because that's that's their interpretation. So 
I want to make it my own. But in this, it was really hard not to just slip into something that I can do, but it's also been done. I don't know how else to really put that, but like, I, it was one of the most struggling things I could ever do. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, here we are, we're close to opening and I'm, I'm happy with the choices I've made. I'm happy with how everything is turning out. And like, I'm glad like you and Sam and everybody here are my co-actors and like, we're making this product and it's, why is are going to freaking love this? This is going to be freaking amazing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I feel like that's something cool uh, that's cool about the stage version of Rocky, too, that we get to, we have the freedom to kind of insert ourselves into these characters that are uh, so weird and campy and fun. Um, whereas in, I was in, um, what's it called? Shadowcast. A shadow cast. I was in a shadow cast of Rocky a couple of years ago, um, and I was uh, Transylvanian or a phantom. Um, and that was fun, but we were replicating exactly what was happening in the movie. Um, so it's cool that we get to, uh, we get the freedom to kind of express ourselves in these characters and um, interpret that as we will. Um, and I think that everyone is doing a great job of that. So I'm excited. <laughs> kind of, um, sorry to hijack. You're good. Um, but can, can you talk a little bit about the difference between shadow like a shadow cast version of this and a live version because some people have asked oh is this a shadow cast are they doing it in front of the movie and so can you can you kind of explain how this version is not exactly that um well like i was saying before um that the actors get freedom to express themselves in the characters so do the directors um and so a lot of the things that we're doing isn't that's it's not um exactly replicated like it is in the movie. Um, we're paying homage to the movie, or homage to the movie, um, but it's not um, exactly that. Uh, the The shadow cast. It was there was we did it at the Mikadao Theater, um, and the movie played on the screen, um, and then we were all kind of in the front, um, in that space, and we were just we were every single move had to be exact because um, that's what people were expecting. So yeah. Uh, and then we were like lip syncing. Uh, we weren't actually singing the songs or saying the words, which can be tricky in itself. Um, but here in the stage show, we are singing the songs ourselves and we are acting ourselves. And um, yeah, so it's very different. It's fun. It's cool to have been a part of both. Mm-hmm. And live music for this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I would have been so more stressed if we had to do it with recordings. Because timing is not my assets. <laughs> Blaine, what are you doing up there? Standing! <laughs> um, I think that's what I'm, I think I'm looking forward to, hearing live music again out, out here in a musical production. That would be cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it'll make a big difference. Mm-hmm. We just had a, 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 a visitor join us. Why don't you tell us who you are and uh, how you're part of the show? Uh, hi, uh, I am Dark Bruins. I am playing the part of Riff Raff. Uh, this is actually my third time uh, playing this role. Yeah, it is. So, um, <laughs> what was, what's been your favorite part of playing Riffy three times? It's got to get boring at some point, or maybe not. Mm, not really. Um, it's, 
there's so many different things you can do with the character because the lines are he, he only has like under 30 lines or something like that um <clears throat> i always look for places where i can do movement or add something else uh, uh ariel who's pretty magenta is another great example she's fantastic at that too just making little things when there's nothing there um one of the things i've adopted for for my version of riff like that'll probably train carry forward is uh asymmetry i never try to stand i never try to look symmetrical whether I'm crossing my legs and bent over to an angle or something i never want him to be straight vertical because that he just he just comes across crooked in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> i really like that a little angular and i, I, I one of the things i my voice, I choose to do. My, my riff voice is actually down here. Instead of up here. I mean, that's that's great, and that's that's a choice you can make, and that's what's in the movie, and that's what people hear a lot. But you don't have to do exactly as the movie does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to do the the, the lower voice just because I like the way it sounds better, and I like the contrast between that going into the time warp where I'm like up an octave. It's a uh, it's a much uh, bigger uh, punctuation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hold on. I had a I had a fun little I had a fun question to end this. <laughs> um, are you a planet hot dog or a planet mustard kind of person? I don't know what that means. Figure it out. <laughs> what if we don't like either? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. I am a planet hot dog person, Kevin, because I sweat all the damn time. You'd ask if I have the meat sweats for sure. <laughs> I'm also planet hot dog, but I don't have an explanation other than I don't really like mustard. <laughs> I'm not a mustard person either. I agree. I don't, I don't like, like mustard. mustard. So planet hot dog it is. <laughs> We're town, baby. I would, I, I, I would go planet mustard uh, because I do like mustard, but also just as like a sauce. Like I'm a sauce guy. Anything like ranch, barbecue sauce, it gets sm- smothered in it. If the last three nachos aren't floppy, you didn't have enough cheese. Amen. Uh, Sam? Uh, I am a Planet Hot Dog fella and a Planet Mustard fella. That's a piece of Mustard on the hot dog. <laughs> you get a lot of mustard in this show, buddy. In the traditional Chicago style. I'd also like to say that... <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of toppings, boy. Yeah, that is a lot of toppings. Um, I would also like to say that... Uh, in this the, episode in the, you went to theaters and brought In a particular it. cast recording that is that you can find on um, Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use for music streaming... Planet Hot Dog in the in the Roxy cast that we were instructed to uh, listen to and observe uh, per our music director. Planet Hot Dog is my favorite song in the whole damn thing. Literally. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Man, does that hit hard. It's so Planet good. Hot Dog is the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for joining us on this special episode of Planet Hot Dog, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys very much for being here and uh, talking to us about the show. It's been a great time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, everyone. Why don't we let everyone know when these shows are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so something fun about this show is there's some special dates uh, for this one, but um, I'm going to lay out the 
standard show uh, nights just to start. Um, so there's three different times you can come see the show. Uh, we have a um, Thursday show, we have a Twilight show on Saturdays, and then we have a Sunday matinee, and they're all at different times. Uh, the Thursday shows are at 7.30, and they're on October 26th and Friday, October uh, 20th. The pub opens at 6. Uh, there's going to be pre-show karaoke for this one, Kevin. I like so that's that. kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. From 6.15 to 7.15. Okay. And then the Twilight shows. Those are the Saturday shows. Um, the pub opens at 2.30 for those. That's on October 21st, the 28th, and 29th. Um, and the show starts at 4 p.m. for those. Okay. And then we do have some Sunday matinee as well. Just one, it looks like, on October 15th. Uh, that's going to be an early show. The pub's going to open at 12.30 with pre-show karaoke again from 12.45 to 1.45 with the show starting at 2 o'clock. And again, like I said, um, there's some special um, show dates for this one. Um, so generally, uh, when people go to see Rocky Horror, one of the traditions is that it's a midnight show. Uh, so you go see it very late at night and you kind of experience it that way. Uh, we're kind of paying homage to that in some capacity. Um, however, we're going to do shows at 10 p.m. So it's still a late show, um, but it is not midnight. Um, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I want to be working out here at midnight. No, I don't think I want to be doing that at midnight. <laughs> um, but we are doing, they are doing special 10 p.m. shows on October 21st, the 27th, and the 28th. Um, the pub will open at 8.30 those days. Um, and then the karaoke will run in the pub. Um, until 9, and then the show... Uh, it, st- it starts at 9, sorry. And then um, the show will uh, start at 10 o'clock. Um, and then we do have a preview show as well. I'm not sure if the podcast is going to come out before that, but we'll, we'll try. Um, if not, there was a pre-show. <laughs> there was a, pre- uh, a preview show, and you missed it. And you missed it. That's uh, Thursday, October 12th. Um, so... That one is going to be a little bit less expensive of a ticket. As opposed to our standard price, it's going to be $20. So it's just a little bit less money. And you get a, one of the Virgin Prop Packs with your ticket, which is kind of fun. Um, that starts at 6.30, and the performance is at 7.30. Yeah. I can't wait for this show to go up. It's going to be a great way to spend the spoopy season. Thanks so much for hanging out, Thomas. That's spoopy season. Spoopy season. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. It's good seeing you again, buddy. <laughs> you to the See ya. Put your hands on your hips.